Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. If you've tried collagen for aging skin and haven't gotten the results you want, it's because most collagen is missing a critical ingredient. And without this missing link, collagen will not work. But if you have this missing link, you can turn loose, saggy skin into tight, glowing, younger looking skin. So what is that missing link I'm talking about? It's vitamin C. And of course, you may know vitamin C is a powerful immune-boosting nutrient, but did you know that vitamin C is also a critical nutrient for anti-aging? You see, vitamin C is the glue that holds collagen together in your body. And if you're low in vitamin C, well, all of that collagen you're taking is pointless. And here's the thing. Not all vitamin C supplements are created equal. Most of them are not very bioavailable and they simply pass through your digestive system, creating expensive urine. However, our friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that utilizes something called micelle liposomal technology, which delivers the nutrients into your bloodstream, and it's proven to be 800% more efficient. So if your skin is looking older than you, and the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, age spots, sagging skin, and otherwise old-looking skin frustrates you, then give Purality Health's MyCell Liposomal Vitamin C a try. It's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee. So you really have nothing to lose, and you have everything to gain. And today, we have a 30% off coupon for you. Just visit PuralityHealth.com and use the coupon code DRJ to access 30% off your purchase today. Guys, Purality Health is amazing. It's a product. I, I use the lip, liposomal vitamin C, the curcumin gold. My family uses these on a regular basis. They're awesome. So give this a try again. They have a 180-day money-back guarantee and a 30% off coupon for you. Just go to PuralityHealth.com and use the coupon DRJ to get that 30% off your purchase today. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking about how environmental toxins impact brain health. And this is a really important topic because the average individual out there, I mean, we are just being assaulted when it comes to toxins. In fact, I know that the average individual actually has at least 700 known toxins in their body. These toxins can be found in every major area of the body, including your blood, your skin, fat tissue, vital organs, and even in your brain. And they are very detrimental to brain health. Back in 2005, there was a, a report that came out from the Environmental Working Group, and what they actually did was they studied umbilical, the umbilical cord blood of, of newborns, right? So newborn infants, you would think that they would be pure. What they found is the average infant had 287 chemicals in their umbilical cord blood. 180 are known, of, of those toxins were known to cause cancer, so they're, they're carcinogens, and 217 are toxic for the brain. So you just think about what this is doing as the child is developing. I mean, no wonder why we've got an epidemic of autoimmune conditions, of ADHD, autism, 
of mood disorders, anxiety, um, depression, bipolar disorder. So our children are, you know, all of us are being dramatically affected by environmental toxins. And that's why I wanted to talk to my friend, Dr. Jabin Moore, who is an expert when it comes to environmental toxins, gut health, parasites, and he, um, you can actually find more information on him at drjabinmoore.com. But Dr. Jabin specializes in Lyme disease and co-infections, pans and pandas, autism, heavy metals, parasites, gut health, mitochondrial support, and other viruses and pathogens. So he has got uh, just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this area. And we are going to dive deep on this topic. You guys are going to get so much out of it. And I would highly recommend sharing this podcast with somebody that you know and that you care about. And also, if you haven't left us a five-star review, please do that now. When you leave us a review, it actually helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you so much for doing that. And let's go into the show. Dr. Jabin Moore, always great to have a conversation with you. I know you're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to environmental toxins. So really excited about this topic. Yeah, me too. I did an entire summit on this topic. So information from at least 40 different people is going to be pouring out today. Mm. And this is something that everybody needs to know about because there's more than 80,000 chemicals in the United States that are named that we're dealing with on an every single day basis. And there is research coming out every single day showing that these chemical toxicities are in correlation with increasing chronic disease. Blue Cross and Blue Shield came out with a study recently showing a 400% increase in Alzheimer's in 35 to 40 year olds. Wow, 400% increase. I mean, it's we have an epidemic going on. And so let's talk about how environmental toxins, what, what they're actually doing in our body, how do they play a role in chronic illness and autoimmune conditions? So these chronically, well, we're, we're chronically getting them into us all the time. So this is affecting a multitude of things. This affects cellular health. It affects immunity. It affects uh, neurodevelopment. So one way that I want to talk about this, we're just going to take it from, you know, conception on right here for a moment there was a study done on mothers and mothers that had the highest amount of phthalates in their body which is a plastic so it's a it's a a chemical that makes plastic harder and it's a forever chemical it's not going to break down in your body women that had the highest amount in a study so they break the study into four different sections had a seven percent decrease in iq of their child so this is decreasing intelligence in children and that was a study done. But then we look at also the fact that autism has gone from when I was a kid, I'm 36, at one in five to 10,000 kids to now it's one in 32. So we're seeing that it's affecting neurological development in, in just the birthing process, the development process there. So that's one way that these chemicals are affecting us that we're seeing. And there's a multitude of other ways. We're seeing decreases in fertility because certain chemicals like BPA, which is another plastic byproduct, is getting into the body. And it is what's called an endocrine disruptor. So we can, of course, go into some more of these different over time. But an endocrine disruptor gets into your body and it blocks your hormones from being able to get to the receptor they're supposed to get to. So let's just talk about what that means. You have a receptor. So if you can visually see me, I'm also going to describe it. You've got this little Y out here that you want to connect the hormone to. And 
a BPA will get in the way of that and it will block it to where your estrogen, your testosterone, progesterone, other hormones too, thyroid hormones can't get that to that receptor. Therefore, they're not telling your body to do their appropriate job. So for instance, thyroid, you want it to get to your cell to tell it to create energy, have a metabolism. And if it's being blocked, then we're tired, even though our body is making that hormone and, uh, if, if you're paying attention, if you're looking around, if you're like myself and working with patients, you're seeing a massive change in hormones all around us where deficiencies of thyroid, estrogen, testosterone is increasing rapidly. Yeah, it's a, it's it's really bad stuff. I, you know, I know years ago, I used to tell my patients when I would um, do workshops in my office about the environmental working group and what they found in 2005 when they actually looked at the umbilical cord blood of babies, right? So you think they should be as clean and pure as possible at that stage. And they found, you know, the average uh, baby had 287 toxic chemicals, uh, 180 were known carcinogens, uh, and 217 were known to cause damage to the brain. So, I mean, no wonder why, you know, now we're looking at, that was 2005, 17 years later, we've got so much autism, so many different mood disorders, ADHD, these children are coming out already, you know, full of toxins because mom is toxic and, uh, you know, we've got tremendous health issues going on. And so you mentioned BPA, you mentioned phthalates, um, things that we're obviously getting in, you know, everybody's drinking out of water or plastic water bottles and things like that. What are some of the more overlooked toxins that, uh, our medical world really, cause people will talk about, you know, we see BPA free, you know, all over the place, although, you know, things that are BPA free aren't necessarily free of toxins. There's free of BPA. Um, and we can go into that as well, but what are some of the more overlooked toxins that, uh, you know, most people in society, the media really is not reporting on. So yeah, you said 286 chemicals in the, um, the umbilical cord. And by the yeah. way, they actually redid that study in Europe mm. and confirmed it. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, now we have double confirmation of this as an issue. But, you know, I was I was looking through uh, Yahoo one day, and here's a picture of a frog. And I was like, well, that's a cute-looking little tree frog. And the study that was done was atrazine changed this frog from a male frog to a female frog. And atrazine is a type of pesticide that they're spraying all over the place. I'm here in the Midwest. And they're spraying this on all types of crop that we're eating. So if you're not eating GMO, or sorry, not GMO free, or you're not eating pesticide free, you're not eating organic, they're spraying this on there. And that gets into your body. And although I don't know that there's a lot of great studies at this point on humans and what it's doing to us, I mean, we know that it can be cancerous. There are a few, but as far as changing us from male to female, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, but that's one of the things that we're seeing is our food supply has glyphosate on it, it has atrazine on it, has uh 2,4-D on it. There's so many pesticides all over our food that it's talked about. There are people saying some things. There's definitely organic food coming out. But when clients are walking into my clinic, if they're not following your email list, if they're not on my emails, they're not getting a constant update of, hey, these are the foods that are, are being soaked in pesticide. You know, gluten-free became really, really popular. There's gluten-free everything now, right? Well, one of the conversations that I like to talk about is, well, why is gluten a problem? Well, there's a multitude of reasons and whether it's hybridizing it, genetically modifying it, but there's also the problem that there 
they're harvesting this stuff. And in, in Kansas City and Kansas here in Missouri, what they do is they'll harvest all that. And if it can't get into the grain silos, they put it on the ground. And when they put it on the ground, they don't want mold to grow on it. So they pour deaminating agents all over it. So you're you're soaking your grain in chemical right after it's being cut, after it's already got pesticides all over it, and then it sits. And how long does it sit? It sits for a week, a month, a year. I've seen the same pile for a year driving by it on a, down the street. And then chemicals are being put in it by molds because molds still will grow over time after that deaminating agent comes off of it. So now you have pesticides, deaminating agents, mold, all on this grain before it even gets shipped to a factory to then have it broken down, added more chemicals to, and then served to you as a donut, a cereal or something else. So I like to go through that because it just opens people's eyes to, you know, how do you get this grain, the seeds of grain on that's outgrowing in your field to a donut? It, it, there's a lot of chemicals that go into that process. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we think about donuts as chemicals when you look at the ingredients, but there's a lot of things that are chemicals even before they become ingredients, like you mentioned, you know, just the wheat itself, right? It's just laden with chemicals that are not going to, you're not going to find on the ingredient list. And so, yeah, so, I mean, we're just, we're being bombarded by these toxins. And so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, mold and mycotoxins. You mentioned why we're using some of those chemicals. We don't want the, for example, the wheat in this case, to get mold and to get mycotoxins. But, um, you know, in general, we can find mold and mycotoxins on a lot of food that's out there and also just in our environment as well. Absolutely. You know, mold in my clinic, my clinic is chronic illness. Mold is one of the biggest things I talk about because this can just change the direction of your life in a few days for some people. Mm -hmm. um, mold if you move into a moldy house, let's say it has stachybotrys, which is black mold, the, the dreaded black mold, right? And you live there and you don't know it and you are there for a week. This can suppress your immune system. There's studies to show mycophilinic acid, which is a mycotoxin from mold, is actually so powerful that it can be used as a medication to suppress your immune system so you can have a transplant. So that's how powerful it is. And molds can grow on coffees. It's extremely common if you're not getting a mold-free coffee that it's going to have mold on it. It can grow in grains. So if you're looking at your cereals, it can do, it can grow on dry fruits. It can be in wine. And it's not just that you see mold and you're like, oh, let me cut that little piece off. Because if you can see mold, if there is a, a moldy spot like this on your food, that's a million colonies. It, it takes a lot of colonies for you to visually be able to see it. But from there out, because this is the standard for removing it, from there on sheetrock, if it's this big, you cut two foot around it on the sheetrock. So if it's on that little spot on your piece of bread, how far back into the bread and how far around does it go? And is it okay to probably have a little bit of that? I don't want people to be so fearful of mold that they, that they don't eat anymore. You know, we have to be realistic. There is mold everywhere to some degree, but it's when it's in that very deep concentration. If I see mold on my bread, the whole loaf's gone. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I know it can seem wasteful. If I see mold at the top of my yogurt, because my wife wanted organic coconut yogurt, which means it's got to be ate pretty quick. Well, mm. a week later, there's a little mold on the top. She's like, oh, just scrape it off. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I work with people all day, every day that have mold. We can't do that. So mold is a, a, a pretty 
powerful thing. It is super resilient. Its job is to go into your body and or into breaking down tissue. So it's going to break down trees that have fallen. It's going to break down animals that have been or died in, in, in the environment, right? So that's its job, but it also protects itself very strongly, which is what those mycotoxins are. And it is so protective that it releases toxins like penicillin, right? So that you start thinking about what is an antibiotic. So it releases these mycotoxins that kill bacteria, which we use as drugs, which can be good, but that's another chemical now that we've been talking about for years that's become a, a hot topic. Too much antibiotics will wipe out your own healthy bacteria and create a dysbiosis rate, a change in your body that leads to your digestive tract being off. Your digestive tract being off leads to your brain being off because we're talking about brain on the summit. If your digestive bacteria are not healthy, they're not going to produce things like serotonin and dopamine, which is going to lead to depression, anxiety. But mold also, also can stress your nervous system significantly. It's the number one thing I see in my clinic, putting people into fight or flight as far as chemicals. And that can create those anxiety, brain fog. I look, when I see an organic acid test and I see multiple markers and the Krebs cycle or the ketone fatty acid oxidation cycles, it tells me that your energy system is not working properly. So your ability to make energy is not working. The number one thing that causes that is mold. So mold suppresses mitochondrial function. And I know I'm just kind of randling off all this information about mold, but it's incredible what mold does to you. And it's around us and it's on our foods. And the food industry does not pay attention to it very well. And the home industry, which we can go into deep into inspections, but your general air test they stick in the middle of the room is unacceptable for a test for your home. And if you want to go deeper into that, I'm always happy to go deeper into that. Yeah, I do want to go into mold. I mean, mold is such a big issue and in, in mold and mycotoxins, they're neurotoxins and they are glial toxins as well, where they actually damage and destroy the glial cells, which are kind of the immune slash lymphatic cells of the brain that help to help your body to deal with infections, help your body get rid of toxic proteins and things like that through the lymphatic system and flush them out of the, out of the, the brain. And when you're being exposed to mold and mycotoxins, you can't flush and clean out your brain mm -hmm. and you're driving up inflammation in the brain. So um, there's a lot of associations between mycotoxin exposure and the accumulation of beta amyloid, which is a plaque we see associated with Alzheimer's disease, uh, Lewy body formation, which is uh, kind of the protein clumps that we're seeing associated with Parkinson's. So, you know, it's definitely something if you want to not have mild cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, you know, any sort of these neurodegenerative conditions, you really have to make sure you're not being exposed to mold and mycotoxins. Now, if somebody is being exposed, let's say they have mold in their home, what do they need to do? Yeah. So 50 to 70% of, of structures that we build are estimated to have water damage. This is done by the EPA. So it's yeah. common. So we need to know this. So if you're out there, this is a big one. And this can also cause so much inflammation in your body. I had a client come in just recently. Her blood sugar was 249 on three medications, three wow. blood sugar medications. They could not control it. She couldn't get out of the house. So we did some of these things that, that you know, where I'm going to go through now. We put 
air doctors in her house. So yeah. we got air filters that were higher quality. Uh, there's a range of those. That's one of them. So we put air doctors in her home. We ozoned her home. So we fogged it with ozone, which helps to grab hold of those molecules and pull them to the ground. Well, then you have to clean it out, right? So then you have to mop it up or you have to vacuum it with a HEPA vacuum so that it actually can trap it because regular vacuums can't pick up all the mold particles because they're just too small to flow right through it. With those two things, the ozoning, the vacuuming, I guess three, the air filtering, we were able to reduce the amount in the home and her body went from 249 to it went to below 150 blood sugar, no diet change. Just by cleaning up the home, bringing down the stress and the inflammation in her system. Yeah. And she was so dysfunctional in her brain when we met that I couldn't even have the new client appointment with her. I had to do it with her husband while she was in the room, but she just couldn't cognitively be there with us. After about six, eight weeks, now she's the one on the phone with me. Her husband's in the background just to, to take notes and things to help her, but now her cognitive ability is coming back. So it's incredible. Now, she wasn't in the perfect situation. Had she been in a different situation, what we would have wanted to do where she could get out of that home or at least make some changes to it, uh, what I would have wanted to do is I would have wanted to run an ERMI test, E-R-M-I test. This is a beginning piece for me. It's a dust cloth sample test. It's easy to do for you and you can wipe it up and then you can have somebody interpret it to you. It's sent to your home. So it's simple. It's not as good as having a building biologist come into your home who is an expert mold inspector. And this, these people are not the same as the guy you call for your selling your house. These are the guys that come in and really do a detailed job. They're going to do air samples inside your walls, not just in the middle of your room. They're going to do yeah. oyster testing. They're going to do dust sample collection, looking for DNA of mold from inside your home. So it's very different than setting that air sample in the middle of the room and hoping a particle falls in it, which, by the way, doesn't make sense. Some, air, some mold particles, they float through the air really lightly. They're lighter than air. Others, like <laughs> Stachybotrys black mold, is heavy. So when it drops a, a spore or a mycotoxin it falls straight to the ground it is not going to float through the air so it's not going to be caught at two foot height in the middle of your room the difference between testing against a wall and testing in the middle of your room for mold is so significant that a few of my mold inspector friends have done this where they set up that machine in the middle and then they went in the wall and, the, and it was a hundred times different in the amount of mold found so I just always go through that so that when you call around as, as a consumer, you're educated and you don't let somebody convince you that, oh, the, the, the standard air test in the middle room is good enough. So I would do those testing. And then when you find the mold, if it's positive, this is not a let's pour bleach on it. This is not some sort of um, we just fog it or vinegar it and we're done. If it is in your sheetrock and you can see it, it is through the sheetrock and it is a two foot removal. And this is not something where you being sick already want to go just hacking away at your wall. You want somebody that's a professional to do this because they're going to create a, a whole containment area where when they cut that out, that that mold doesn't just go everywhere. Because if you can imagine, you know, sparkles, if you've got a kid or if, if you're that sparkle person, you, you like to put sparkles on stuff. Once it gets into your seats of your car or on your clothes or in your chairs, it stays for a long time. It's really hard to get rid of and you just keep finding it. That's mold. So we want to make sure when we remove this, that it's done properly with that containment center, that containment setup, and it's 
taken out of your home and it's not allowed to air off into the rest of your house and get on everything else. So we remove it. After it's been removed, we have a small particle cleaning done in your home, which removes all that mold. And from there, we we give some time and we retest. So that's the perfect scenario mm-hmm. yeah. to clean up the mold in a home. But if you don't have that option, air filters are a huge piece. And then make sure that you're doing something to keep the, the mycotoxins that are being pushed off from the mold and do not throw bleach on it. Bleach just makes it mad. It's, you know, the mold itself isn't the toxic part. It's the mycotoxin. So if you leave the mold alone until you have the opportunity to deal with it, sure, it's putting off a little bit of mycotoxin. But when you throw bleach on it, you're attacking it. So now it's just going, and it's just shooting all that mycotoxin out at you. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. A lot of people are doing that. They're just putting bleach on it, trying to just clean up the darkened spot. But uh, yeah, that actually just aggravates it. What are your thoughts on dry fogging it? So dry fogging in a home is, I was saying about ozone, or you can do it yeah. with vinegar. Um, it, There's different companies too, uh, like Pure Maintenance that does like whole house or they'll do you know certain areas where they'll dry fog. Mm-hmm. So my opinion on that is you got to remove the source first. Mm-hmm. And then you do want to dry fog afterward because that's going to bring it to the ground. Like it's yeah. going to grab those particles and pull it to the ground. But I'm a fan of removing the source first. That That is my key point because as I've talked to some of the best in the field, they just tell me that simply fogging alone is not removing the source. So you're just removing what's in the air and mm-hmm. you need to remove the source from creating more. Yeah. So this is really good to know. And then a lot of pe- a lot of times people will have the mold actually colonized particularly in like their nasal sinuses also in their gut and you know it's just releasing mycotoxins in their system especially in the nasal sinuses can get right up in the brain absolutely you know this is a, a major problem you can do mark on testing in the nose where you take a swab into the nose and, and you swab around and you pull it out and you send it to the lab and they can test for if you have mold colonizing in your sinus, but it also colonizes inside your body. So I oftentimes will find on a GPL test signs of aspergillus or fusarium, which are two types of mold, colonizing inside of your body, right? So they can be inside your digestive tract or other places in your body, and they're producing mycotoxins in you, even if you left the environment. So I've got people that, oh, my college dorm room was bad. Five years later, they can't lose weight. They're brain fogged, depressed, anxious, just not feeling the way that they expected themselves to feel at 28, 27 years old, right? You shouldn't be to where your metabolism is shut down. You can't lose weight to where you're depressed and anxious. Cause honestly, I'm 36, thirties have been the best years of my life. So like, it's been great. And these people are just crashing and we go back and test them and sure enough, mold in their urine. So like, okay, we need to run some other testing. Let's see if we can find mold in your home. We run an ERMI test. We get a good building biologist at their home, nothing. We look at their oat test, organic acid test, and I go, there's mold still in you. You brought it from your dorm room with you. And now we have to remove that from your body using, I use natural antifungals and I also use binders. So I use binders like Carboxy from Cellcore or other types of natural binders out there to bind those mycotoxins. And then I use probiotics that are specific kinds of probiotics, sporebiotics like Megaspore or CT Biotic or some of the the brand names I use there to actually grab hold of the gut and and start having healthy microbiome that will break down some of those spores of mycotoxins and molds in your body. 
Yeah, it's so critical. And then you can also do like nasal sinus rinses, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, there's a, a lot of different things out there. There's medication versions. The VIP is a common medication mm -hmm. you hear of that you do a nasal rinse with. I prefer to do things like X Clear, Argentinian 23, which is a silver. Um, I've even used personally carboxy, which is that binder. And I put mm -hmm. that up my nose. And I've had some clients that have done that and seen some significant changes in their their sinus pressure, so sinus headaches, facial uh, tenderness, because they're getting that infection out of their nose. Now, did you do that with a neti pot, or what was what kind of? How did you get it up in your nose? So you can do the nasal wrench with like the uh, little bulb where you squeeze it and it shoots mm -hmm. it up into your nose. Yeah, I prefer the neti pot, and then darn, I just lost the name of it. But there's a, a device you can purchase from mm. uh, your your local pharmacy. A lot of times that actually has pressure where it will push water up mm. your nose and then suck it out the other side. Right. Uh, Navage, I believe is what yeah, it's called. Navage, yeah. and, and that will help to just pull. And unfortunately, if you're using binder in a Navage, it's going to wear it out a little faster. Mm -hmm. But you know what? My sinuses are important enough to clean out and go through a Navage or two over time. And as you clean out your sinuses, it's going to decrease the strain on your nervous system. So you're going to start feeling a little less fight or flight, which means like that, that tight shoulder, that anxiety feeling, because your body feels like it's under attack from this mm -hmm. infection in your face and your sinuses that the immune system just can't get to. Yeah. And that, and that also brings up an, a good point that chronic sinus congestion, allergies, um, you know, headaches, things like that can be symptoms that you may have colonization up in those areas. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about Peak Tea. These are amazing teas that are specifically designed to enhance the benefits of fasting, helping you get deeper levels of autophagy and cellular healing, helping to shut down your appetite and support healthy weight management. They're delicious. They won't break your, your fast. They use the highest quality uh, cold brew crystallization that gently preserves active compounds at their maximum potential with no prep or brewing needed. They're 100% organic and triple toxin screen for pesticides, heavy metals, and toxic mold, which is really common in tea. A lot of teas have heavy metals. They've got pesticides. They've got molds. Not with peak tea. It's the highest possible purity, and that's why I love it. This is why my family and I drink this regularly. We really love the bergamot fasting tea. We know that bergamot is loaded with theoflavins to nourish your gut bacteria, support digestion and boost satiety. And great it's really great for energy. And bergamot itself is great for, for your skin. It has a flavorful burst of citrus and its oils enhance digestion. They provide unique mood boosting properties. You're going to love that. They also have the ginger green fasting tea. We know ginger is great for your digestion, great for keeping inflammation under control. We know the catechins in green tea are some of those powerful immune supportive compounds that you can put in your body. Also really great for stimulating autophagy, down-regulating inflammation in the body. So really, really powerful stuff there. And then you've got cinnamon herbal fasting tea, which is amazing for supporting balanced blood sugar and helping manage cravings. I love the cinnamon herbal fasting tea, really great flavor to that. And guys, Peak is extending a limited time offer just for my audience. You can get 5% off plus a free pouch that comes with 20 premium samples. So you can try different flavors when you purchase the fasting bundle. Head over to peaklife.com forward slash drjockers and use the code 
Dr. Jockers or D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S for a special discount. Guys, Peak has over 15,000, 15,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot of reviews. This has been well-tested. Try it for yourself risk-free with their 30-day satisfaction guarantee and you'll either love it or you get your money back. So that's peaklife.com spelled P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S and use the coupon code Dr. Jockers for a complimentary gift and 5% off. And if you're having food allergies or chronic fight or flight, so chronically feeling overwhelmed and anxious, then this can be a sign that you have mold toxicity or are living in mold. Because when your body is so stressed out because it feels like it's living in a war zone because you're living in mold or you have sinus infection that is producing more mold or mycotoxins, your body, what I say, it gets into this shoot first, ask questions later kind of mentality. So it starts to identify foods that are not bad for you, that you've ate your whole life as being allergens. So it identifies them as being something bad because it is no longer paying attention, no longer, oh, that's 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 just broccoli. Oh, oh, that's just sweet potato. It's going, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to attack everything. So if your body feels that stressed out, figure out what is stressing it. And again, we're on the, the brain summit here, right? If you feel like you're declining chronic stress, so living in chronic states of stress, like people that have been studied that have lived in countries that are going through war or civil war, or they're under duress or people with abusive situations that they're living in for years show brain functionality declining rapidly. So living in mold, same thing. Mm, Yeah. So important. And so let's, let's transition into heavy metals because that's a really big issue as well. Oh, heavy metals. The first thing that comes to mind when I think about heavy metals is what are you drinking? Are you drinking tap water? So I hate to burst everybody's bubble out there. Flint, Michigan is not the only place that has bad water. 163 million Americans are drinking water supplies that have radioactive elements in them. Mm. So this is uranium. This is radon, radium, cesium, thallium, strontium. This can be in your water supply. And the article I read that on the first time was EWG, which was done through research. The second place, it was put onto Yahoo. I was like, what in the world? This is mm. this is making big national news and media. And that was for radioactive elements. It is extremely common to see arsenic and lead, fluoride inside water supplies. It's actually fluoride's added to your water supply, yeah. but arsenic is something that we're just not cleaning out nearly well enough. And EWG, which has its own standard of what is acceptable, <laughs> I've seen 1,200 times that standard on their website for a water supply, say in Oklahoma. So it's incredible the amount of metals that are coming through our tap water. And that's just one place. And why does this matter? Why does heavy metal matter? Heavy metals get into your body and they do a number of things. One thing is they, they can displace your normal minerals. So minerals like magnesium, sodium, potassium, calcium that you require to be able to do normal function. Without magnesium, you don't make ATP, which is your energy source. You have no go power, no gasoline for your body. That's what ATP is. It's your, it's what your body burns as a fuel source. So it can also, you can find things like mercury, 
You can find mercury in somebody's body, which can come from a number of places. The number one place is dental. So if you have any sort of metal in your mouth, and if you don't know, go to the mirror. As soon as you get done listening to this, open up your mouth, shine that fancy phone of yours, flashlight into your mouth, and look, is there a dark spot in on any of your teeth, right? So it could be that it's silver capped, or some people got a little creative over the years, and they will actually put a ceramic or white cap over top of mercury fillings. So if you have that in your mouth, you need to consult with a biological dentist, because what's going on here is they put mercury in your mouth, which by the way, when you get mercury from a, a provider, of this. So they send it to a dentist. It comes in a container that has skull and crossbones on it. And if that were to be shattered, that container on the middle of the street, they don't just wash that off with the garden hose. They send the hazmat team out. Hmm. So then they take this stuff and they put it in your mouth and they harden it. And as long as it's in your mouth, they say, oh, it's, it's good. It's okay. It's safe. Except for we know that's not true because it will off-gas mercury slowly. So it will break down slowly in your mouth for over 25 years. As long as it's in there, it's going to continue to off-gas. And then when they go to remove it and they tell you that, you know, once it's in you, it's safe, right? When they remove it, they go through the same process as far as safety, right? So they can't just throw this in the trash can. They have to put it in a biohazard container that has to be then shipped to a biohazard containment site. And then they have to know where that is forever because it is not something that we just allow back into our environment. Mercury is extremely dangerous and this is in your body. So I'll run a hair test on somebody, see mercury levels elevated and go, do you have any mercury in your mouth? And they're like, oh yeah. But some people say no. Some people are like, nope, don't have any, never have. Okay. Well, where else can this come from? Mercury can come from if your parents have mercury amalgams that can be circulating through their body get into a child, this can cause issues with neurological development because mercury is neurotoxic. It is extremely neurotoxic. It's so neurotoxic that they actually came up with Mad Hatter syndrome as a diagnosis for dentists that were putting mercury amalgams in people's mouths because they were inhaling it, doing their job 200 years ago. And when they very first started doing this process, they knew it was bad back then, but they kept doing it. And then the other place you can get mercury is if you are getting a lot of farm-raised fish, it can be in wild-caught fish, but it's higher concentrations in farm-raised fish. So if you're a person that loves eating a lot of fish, you've got to make sure that your body can handle the amount of mercury that's coming in from fish. Uh, I, I tend to recommend for most of my clients who are usually a little suppressed in their detoxification, no more than one to two servings of fish in a week. I've got some clients, I just had one call me from Korea. She's like, we eat tons of fish. And I was like, what's that mean? Well, she's like four or five times a week at least, but it could be seven to 10 times a week because it's fresh and it's at our markets and it's one of the lower costing foods. But her mercury level was supposed to be below, let's just call it 0.4. I can't remember what that test range was. And she was about three times the range. So she would have been like 1.2. It was actually off the top of my hair chest chart. And she had major energy function issues, major brain function issues. Anxiety was going really high. A lot of paranoia, which is very common when you're dealing with chronic heavy metal toxicity in the body. 
Yeah, those are definitely big issues. So if you're getting fish, go wild caught lower on the food chain as well, not the big fish. So if you're looking at tuna, the albacore is going to have more uh, mercury than the kind of chunk light, the the smaller tuna. And uh, yeah, trying to get wild caught is uh, is very important there. And um, and so that that's really key. Also, vaccines are another source mm-hmm. of mercury, particularly like the flu vaccine. That's one that they've kept it in. Um, and so there's some vaccines that people are getting that definitely still have mercury, even though, you know, a lot of people will say all vaccines, they've taken the mercury out, which, you know, is not actually true. Yeah. And what they replace it with, as you said, yeah, earlier, aluminum BPA, too. yeah, yeah they, they replace it with aluminum, which is a known neurotoxin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is directly linked with Alzheimer's. So they yeah. see increased levels of the aluminum in Alzheimer's brain. So just because, you know, people got together, threw up their arms and said, Hey, we're not going to take these vaccines because they have mercury. Like, oh, well, we'll switch it out. And then we're just going to put something almost equally as bad yeah. back in yeah, just to confuse you for another 20 years. Um, no, no, we can't have that stuff in our bodies. Our bodies yeah. are not designed to have heavy metal toxicities in it. And it's not something we pick up naturally from our environment. So our bodies don't naturally detox this metal well. So it's, you know, just like a lot of the chemicals we talked about today, we do not naturally detox this because that's the question I get a lot is, are we able, aren't we able to just deal with this? Isn't this been going on for a long time? We're just now seeing a problem. No, we haven't been dealing with phthalates, BPAs, mercury in our mouth, mercury um, from a few fish. Sure. If you're talking about ancient times when we went out and we caught fish, but we weren't being bombarded by so many other toxins all the time that are overwhelming our systems and not allowing us to keep up. I mean, if you look around the lotion you use, the shampoo you have, they have parabens in it. If you look at the detergents, the laundries, the soaps, the, I mean, I can just go down this list of what you're using. If you can smell a, a chemical, right? And this is not an essential oil. Essential oils are natural scents. But if you can smell bleach, if you can smell a you know little pod that you put in the laundry, that's because they're using artificial scents created by chemicals that are extremely toxic to, to do that. So if your shirt comes out and it smells great, right? And you're not using some sort of essential oil, it's because they embedded chemicals into your clothes that now when you put on your skin or just rubbing on your skin all day, and you're absorbing that into your body. And many of these chemicals are xenoestrogens. And xenoestrogens are causing breast cancer, hormone dysregulation, decreasing testosterone in men. Men's testosterone, on average, as a population, goes down 1% every year. And no, this is not a good thing. Some people are like, oh, you know, men are aggressive. This is not a good thing. Yeah. When men's testosterone mm-hmm. goes below 500, Men start increasing their risk for every known disease that males deal with cancer, diabetes, every single symptom that depression, becoming obese, they all go up. Men's testosterone is supposed to be above 500. Today, a 30 year old male has a testosterone level of a 60 year old male in 1970. Wow. So we are collapsing quickly. Fertility has gone down, the, the sperm counts and fertility for people have gone down almost 59%. It's incredible how fast this xenoestrogen-packed toxic world is affecting the ability to produce proper hormones. 
PCOS in women is going up where they're having polycystic ovarian cysts. This is this is just a major issue. And it's from the chemicals and the toxins that you are seeing every single day that people are like, oh, but it smells good, but it cleans. The smell of bleach makes me think clean. The smell of bleach makes me think leave the building, it's toxic in there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite supplements. It's Paleo Valley's grass-fed organ complex. It's like a supercharged multivitamin that allows you to get a full spectrum of traditional superfoods loaded with nutrients into your body faster, easier, and without having to tolerate the taste. You see, grass-fed organ complex contains not one, but three organs. It contains heart, liver, and kidney, which are extremely rich in B vitamins, vitamin A, minerals, coenzyme Q10, key things like selenium. These nutrients support your energy, your mental clarity, your immune health, as well as your skin. And they're found in the most bioavailable form that our ancestors used to get. You see, whenever our ancestors would kill an animal, they would go right for the organ meat. So the most coveted parts because that's really where the life force was. They didn't understand nutrients, but today we know that's where the B vitamins, the CoQ10, the vitamin A, the key minerals are really concentrated in these organs as opposed to the muscle meats. And most of us are just not consuming organ meats on a regular basis, but now you can. You can get grass-fed organ complex, get these vital nutrients, they're freeze-dried to really preserve as much of the nutrients as possible. And you can take this again in, in, in replacement of some sort of a multivitamin that you may have been taking before. Guys, check it out. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers at checkout to save 15% off today. And for some individuals, they don't really notice the symptoms until, and really for all of us, till our bucket starts overflowing. So it's like we have this toxic bucket. All of us are kind of filling that up. We should normally have drainage pathways that are, are almost like little holes in the bucket that are kind of getting rid of these toxins on a regular basis. But if we're if you know we're not living a healthy lifestyle, if we've got you know other underlying issues and we're constantly putting more and more of these toxins in, those holes can get clogged up. We don't drain out well. And now the bucket starts filling up. And then we notice symptoms when the bucket overflows. That's when all of a sudden your hair starts falling out. All of a sudden you're fatigued. It's so hard to get out of bed. You have fatigue all day long. All of a sudden you have brain fog. You can't remember where things are. You have depression, you have anxiety, panic attacks, right? It's it's really an accumulative process. And when the bucket starts overflowing, when we're so bombarded by toxins, that's when all of a sudden we get the autoimmune disease or whatever it is. And so what can we be doing to make sure that our drainage pathways are open and also that we're not putting all these toxins in our body yeah i love this question because the first thing is you've got to stop the influx so go to ewg we've mentioned it a couple of times download their app scan everything that you have in your home and if you can't change everything today just when you run out of your next soap detergent toothpaste when you go to the store scan with ewg's app and just look at it and go okay it's going to give me a rating it's going to give me a, a a zero to 10 rating, I want to be in the green, which is like a two, three on there. And that's that app is telling you this is non-toxic. So stop the new stuff coming in. And that's going to put you in a safe 
environment where your body isn't being stressed all the time. When your body's not being stressed all the time, it can start to deal with what's inside of it. So then we get into the fact that we've got to start increasing the energy in our body, right? So the mitochondria, which help to create energy, which your liver has 5,000 mitochondria per cell, your brain has 10,000 mitochondria per cell. And the mitochondria is a, one of the first things that gets damaged by these chemicals. So we've got to make sure that we are supporting them. So you, you want to make sure that your diet is using a little bit of fasting because fasting helps to take the stress off of your system, allows it to focus on cleaning and repairing. So I like to have people do something that's free, which is let's just start working on intermittent fasting. I know you, you're an expert in fasting. You've got books on it. So get in, get that book, listen, you know, read it and start adding fasting into your system. From there, look at your diet. Is your diet full of sugar and carbohydrates or is your diet full of whole foods with high nutrient density with low glycemic or sugar impact, right? So I like to get things that are, are, you know, going to be your blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, because they don't hit with as much sugar in your body. They still taste good. They're still yeah. sweet. I pair that with my eggs, my grass-fed beef, my chicken. That way it's quality meats that are free range. And that way my food isn't creating a insulin stress or a blood sugar stress on my body, which allows for my body to focus on instead of trying to bring blood sugar down all the time, detoxification, because your liver does a lot of that process. So I'm trying to give things that are daily lifestyle things for you to do to implement into your life. Now, let's get over to the what I like to call the fun stuff where we start implementing supplements and activities, right? So I love castor oil packs, which this, all these sorts of things are in my website and on my Instagram, if you want to learn more about them, but castor oil pack is using castor oil, putting a non-toxic cloth with it, putting it on top of your liver, which is on the right side, right at the, the bottom of the rib cage. And we just leave that on there anywhere from 20 minutes to up to, to overnight. And this helps to stimulate detoxification and it's not taking anything, right? So it's just a, a therapy you could do at home, dry brushing, which is brushing your tissues toward your heart, which helps to drain lymphatic ducts, which have no muscularity themselves. So you have to either move or actively do something to drain them, such as dry brushing. Coffee enemas are amazing, a little more invasive. Not everybody's up for it, but it is, is the number one tool. It can increase glutathione by 700%. Mm-hmm. So if you're up for a, a coffee enema, it is amazing to drain out the liver and the gut. Supplementation, there's a lot of great ones. Milk thistle, N-acetylcysteine are two of my favorite liver supports. I like a product called KL Support from Cellcore. You can do things like Tudka, which is an enzyme that helps to increase bile salt production and that allows for the liver to make more bile bile helps to bind toxins and pull them out emulsify fats and and break down fats which helps with digestion and mobilizing toxins out of the body and then we need to get some binders in there binders because we're living in an environment with non-natural toxins the phthalates the bpas the atrazines the glyphosates these are non-natural Our body doesn't have the system to pull it out. So you add things in that is a great binder. You know, I like bioactive carbons like HMET, but you can also get apple pectins, charcoals, zeolites, 
And these things bind hold of toxins that are floating in your body that your body doesn't have a normal natural protein to bind with. It binds those and then your body can grab hold of it and shuttle it out through your digestive process throughout through the excretion process in the bathroom and get it out of your body. So whether it's making sure your home's clean, fasting to give your body an opportunity to focus on detox and healing, eating appropriate foods to give your body an anti-inflammatory body so that you're not clogged up so you can detox, stimulating with milk thistle, NAC, or Tudka to support the liver and gallbladder, and then binding it so that you have that tool to pull to bind and pull out. It's a process that you can mm. you can honestly do any one of these steps and get some success. Yeah, and then that, that's so important. And that's so well laid out there. So we want to reduce our exposure and then we want to start to open up our detoxification pathways. Obviously, hey, taking good care of our diet, taking good care of our, our microbiome, and then using some of the compounds like you talked about, liver support products like milk thistle, N-acetylcysteine, dandelion, ginger. These are great herbs that really help support liver. Tudka, you mentioned, for helping support bile flow. Um, you know, you can de definitely do that. Uh, you know, and then uh, binders, right? Getting good bioactive carbons, things like that to help grab, hold, and pull the toxins out of the body. So really great summary there. And we could talk all day about, about this topic. It's so important. But Dr. Jabin, where could people find out more about you and uh, and learn more about these strategies that you use. Yeah, so I tried to keep it simple. My website, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook are Dr. Jabin Moore. My name is spelled J-A-B-A-N. I think I'm the only one Dr. Jabin Moore out there. So hopefully you guys can find me there. I'm putting out free content every single day, just trying to educate because, hey, I was chronically ill. I've been there. I just want people to be able to live their best life. Awesome. Well, thanks for all the great work that you're doing. Thanks for taking the time to do this interview. And hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Check out Dr. Jabin Moore's website and uh, we will see you guys soon. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.